Whether it's the rising cost of airfare, the nebulous COVID restrictions, or just the desire to explore America's heartland in an entertaining, unique, yet intimate way, U.S. River cruising might be the way to go. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herondine, and on today's show, we're going on a different kind of cruise that's a bit closer to home. We have two guests joining us to share their own experiences on the U.S. waterways. Nick Chiberia, a public affairs specialist for the Auto Club of Missouri. Our listeners might know Nick from his marketing and promotion producing days with WWL-TV in New Orleans, or as a multimedia journalist at KFBS-TV or KOMU-TV in Columbia, Missouri. Also joining us is Elizabeth Harriman-Lasley. She's a travel journalist and the former co-host with her late husband, Paul Lasley, of On Travel a radio show that aired to a million listeners in 167 countries on the American Forces Network and at ontravel.com. Elizabeth is also the former travel editor of Westways Magazine, where she continues to contribute today. Nick and Elizabeth, thank you for joining us today. So nice to be here. Thank you. It is great to be here and excited to talk about domestic river cruising. I'm excited to hear about it. I've never been on a domestic uh, river cruise, so I know you're both experienced cruisers. How is river cruising different than oceanic cruising? Nick, would you like to take that? I'll I'll take a stab at it, and and Elizabeth, I think you have a little bit more experience than I do, but, uh, you know, this was my first river cruise was uh, on the Mississippi with American Queen Voyages uh, just, just last April, just a few months ago, and I was really blown away by the experience on what some people might consider to be a, you know, a relatively smaller ship. Uh, I think uh, I was on the American Countess, American Queen Voyage's newest riverboat, and I think the max capacity was, I want to say, around 200, 240, maybe 280 people, Wow! which is pretty substantially, you know, a lot lower than a lot of these big oceanic cruises, which can typically hold up to 3,000. Uh, so it definitely was, compared to the, the oceanic ships, I've been on a much more uh, personalized, intimate experience, and, and, you know, I really did enjoy every minute of it. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't realize that it's such a smaller cruise. I mean, I've been on a, a large cruise. Well, I'm one cruise, so I, I can't say that I'm an expert, uh, but to, down to Puerto Vallarta, and there were just a ton of people on board. And Elizabeth, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I agree with Nick. And the other thing is, uh, I mean, ocean cruising is amazing because it can take you all over the world. But when you do a river cruise, you, you kind of uh, instantly are immersed into the heart of a country, whether it's a European river cruise or these wonderful cruises here in America. Yeah, and so what's it like going through a log? I heard that's a unique experience. Well, it is one of the fun things you can do on a river cruise, and especially on some of these river cruises that American Queen Voyages offers here in the United States. And of course, uh, going through a log is when you, like if the river the the different levels of a river you have to go down to get to the uh, end of the river um <laughs> so to speak um so you go into a lock into this giant chamber and the doors close behind you and in front of you and then you then you just descend all way down into this giant chamber with you know concrete walls and everything and then and then magically the doors open in front of you and you're out at a lower level and of course the reverse if you're going up river but the fun thing about going through a lock with um, american queen voyages is 
everybody comes down to the lock to see you go through the lock because especially if you're in the, a rural area or a small mm-hmm. town. Uh, I remember one time when my late husband Paul and I were on the American Queen. Uh, we were going, it was at night, and we were on the top deck, and we were going to come into this lock, and I noticed all these headlights, like cars coming out. Why are all these cars coming to this lock in the middle of nowhere? They were coming to see us. See, all these ships, uh, boats, actually, on the river, I think they call them a boat, um, Mm -hmm. they're beautiful. the The insides might be modern, but the outside, they have the tall smokestacks and the paddle wheel and the kind of look like a the decoration like a wedding cake right you know like the like the old river boats in the 1800s or the yeah the 1800s so they come back down come down to see the river boat go through the locks and and I remember we threw them they have like a phony coins you can throw we threw them coins and they waved <laughs> and threw kisses it's a big deal and these american queen voyages uh take you into America's heartland. And that's what's special about them. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for for describing that experience. I had no idea it was so um, just complex and and with the concrete walls, the closing of the doors. It's very interesting. I'd love to experience that. Now, Nick, was this your first your first cruise on a river? Yes, yes, it was. Um, and, and again, you know, I so my my itinerary started in Memphis and uh, in, in the full the full route wound up uh, in Clarksville, right near Nashville. Um, and it, it, it was it was amazing because, you know, a little bit about me. And I, I think this, you know, whenever you have like those icebreaker questions of, you know, <laughs> tell us a fun fact about yourself. Right. This is my go to. So since graduating uh, college from University of Missouri, I've lived in three different cities all on the Mississippi River. So I was first in Cape Girardeau, which is, uh, you know, a smaller town in Missouri on, on the Mississippi and then went down to New Orleans, of course, uh, you know, famous, famous uh, city on the <laughs> Mississippi. And mm-hmm. then up to up to St. Louis. So, you know, a good portion of my uh, of my river cruise, you know, went right, you know, kind of down the heart of where I where I used to live uh, for several years. And I can tell you that, you know, even living, you know, growing up in the Midwest, living around the river, it really was a unique experience to see some of those towns and some of those areas uh, you know, that I lived around for, for so long, but see it from the perspective of being on the river rather than, you know, on the shore somewhere. So, uh, you know, it, it really was, it was neat to see that. I remember we were coming up the, the Mississippi, this was on, I believe day two of the trip and we were crossing, uh, you know, one of the, one of the main interstate bridges, uh, that connects Illinois to, to Missouri and in, in Southern Illinois. And I had driven over that bridge. I can't tell you how many times we're probably close to a hundred, but to see it, from underneath, from the river, it, it was such a unique perspective. So, you know, again, it's it's uh, it's this is a, this is a, a river cruise that's accessible to, to folks, you know, in in the heartland, like Elizabeth said, in the Midwest, compared to uh, you know maybe having to take a flight or, or find a way down to the coast. Uh, and even if you've lived here your whole life, I can I can say at least from my perspective, it was it was still very unique to uh, to see what I was able to see on on the on board. Yeah, that's amazing. And you said this is a, a brand new ship. Um, what were your first impressions? I know Elizabeth described it, you know, as this big wedding cake-esque type of uh, ship. Can you tell us about uh, the ship you were on? 
Yeah, so the American Countess uh, was christened uh, in 2020. Uh, of course, unfortunately, didn't get m- many sailings uh, uh, because of, uh, you know, non-sale right. orders because of COVID. Uh, so, you know, really got its first, you know, kind of, uh, you know, almost full year in, in 2021. Uh, and then I was on just in April of 2022. So a beautiful new ship. And, and I can say, uh, you know, it, it, it had a very historical feel, the mm-hmm. look of it. Um, but with, of course, all the modern conveniences that you'd want. So, you know, upon entering the ship, you know, when you when you first board, you're in sort of the, uh, you know, the the grand uh, ballroom, I guess, if they if you want to call it the main bar area. There's there's spots where the band plays, sort of lounge chairs with you know big open windows looking over the river, and it really was. Uh, you know, like like stepping back in time aboard some of these, you know, old steamships. Uh, very elegant, very well done. Uh, and I was surprised, you know, for being a smaller ship or what some folks might consider a smaller ship, just how much room was on board. I mean, you know, you didn't feel cramped at all. It felt like you, you know, were in a, a nice, you know, roomy hotel lobby almost, if you will, <laughs> uh, you know, where you can get a cocktail and enjoy some music. So uh, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised with what 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 i was able to find on board i love that you know kind of old elegant look but also having the modern conveniences knowing that everything is new and fresh and updated um that's awesome i love that now elizabeth i read the article you co-wrote with your late husband paul which detailed your ohio river cruise will you share with us a little bit about that the photos were great Well, first of all, that was kind of a homecoming cruise for us, or at least for me, because actually what got me, how I fell in love with riverboating in the first place is when I was in college, I went to Indiana University, Mm -hmm. and they had at that time an actual showboat, a real, live, authentic showboat. It was built in 1923, and it had a paddle wheel, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and they, back in the 20s, they... Used just like in the movies, you see, they it was a, a real showboat, and I was in the theater department, and so for two summers, uh, I was on that showboat, wow. and we would yeah, we went from Cincinnati uh, down the Ohio River and back, and we'd stop at towns and cities and do do shows <clears throat> just like in the movies. We'd do melodramas and um, musical shows. I mean, first of all, what a great summer, right, for, right. for kids in college, but also. I, that's how I fell in love with the river because uh-huh. there is something about being on the river and Nick alluded to it too. I loved what you said, Nick. You, you can watch the river from the banks, mm-hmm. but when you went under that bridge, it's a whole other experience. There's something about being on the river. It's like, you don't know what's around the next bend or, <laughs> or what the next town is going to be wow. like. And um, so I fell in love with river boating at that time. And interestingly enough, this Ohio River cruise um, on the, um, now let's see, I was on the American Duchess, and it started in Cincinnati, and it did pretty much the same itinerary that we used to do on the showboat. So it was kind of like a homecoming. But it's a beautiful way to see the countryside, and it was in spring, and so there's that like oh, green, green that yes. leaves come in the spring, and you see the plowed fields on either side, and the little villages with the white steeples, and and just being on the river is wonderful. Um, you you know you hear the whoosh of the of the waters as, as the paddle wheel goes by, and then um, and then you see and, and I, Nick, did you see any? toes on the Mississippi, you know, uh, like toes pushing barges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, 
Absolutely. Always <laughs> something to see that when That's you're moving, it. you know, I was going to yeah. say, unlike, you know, and, you know, love Oceania right. Cruises as well, but sometimes you, you know, you go to sleep, you wake up, you're in it, you're in just a new port, you know, you don't really right. get to enjoy that travel in between. On the river, I remember, you know, walking out my room, you know, to the to the uh, the balcony area and just sitting down and just watching, you know, watching the, the land go by and you see wildlife. I mean, of course, you see all the, the industry that's on the river, you see those right. little towns. So there's always it's like a, a like a like a, you know, a big screen in front of you and you're always watching something go by. So that was one of the most relaxing and, enjoy- and enjoyable parts as well. It sounds like it. It's very interesting. And Elizabeth, I had no idea about the showboat. Um, you know, when you were in college, that's amazing. It was. No it wonder was, you it were in two, love with it. Yeah, two of the best summers of my life. And it also, yes, I say, introduced me to the river because there's just, um, and, and I remember our captain was a big, big roly-poly guy with uh, <laughs> bright, literally bright red cheeks and blue eyes that literally twinkled and he would sit in the wheelhouse and still tell tales of the river and there's a romance about river boating um, that you kind of recaptures some of the the romance of the, of the early days of steamboating that Nick was alluding to because and and on all these American Queen voyages boats they have what they call a river lorian who mm-hmm. will tell you about the history and and um the 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 guy on our ship he was wonderful his name was bobby durham and he said the the rivers were the country's first super highways and right. that's how the trade even back to the when the indigenous people that's how trade was carried on they used to uh, take their canoes down even all the way to mexico and um and as as our country you know in its early days this was how goods got transported and when you see and what these tows are is like they're, like 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 they're towboats but they push these big barges with coal or wheat so it's kind of like you get a sense of you know our country's <laughs> been through <laughs> some tough times right. but on the river you kind of get a sense of of the resilience of our country right and all that nostalgia that yeah. is yeah, just incredible. Yeah, I love that. Now, I, you know, I'm hearing about the experience um, being so different. And and to your point, you know, Nick, I've been on an oceanic cruise, and you're right. You you wake up, you're in a new port, or you wake up, you look out, and you just see nothing, just endless, endless ocean. Um, but to be able to see the towns passing by, I can see how that's a unique experience. But what about the rest of the experience um, on board. I'm a fan of all-inclusive, if you've ever heard me before, and I hear these smaller cruises are no different. What can cruisers expect in terms of food, entertainment, fun? Yeah, that, that's a great question, and, and and I think that's on the mind of a lot of cruisers, whether it's oceanic or river. Uh, we know that generally, you know, those folks that enjoy cruises enjoy that all-inclusive experience, and I can say, you know, from my my experience on uh, on the American Countess, it, it really was that full all-inclusive experience. I mean, once you step on board, uh, unless you do, uh, you know, some of the, the extra side excursions or, or go off and have lunch on your own, I mean, you know, you, you really are, you know, everything is all included in that original uh, original price, which is great. But uh, so, and Elizabeth, I don't know if, if the, the cruises you've taken have had themes, but uh, entertainment-wise, uh, the trip I was on, it was American Music Festival was the theme. So yeah. uh, every night after dinner, we got some great uh, performances by the house band uh, mm-hmm. and sort of did uh, each night did a different tour of different genres of American music we had jazz and blues and uh, even a little you know country in there and it really was you were learning as uh, you were enjoying the show so 
uh, you know, and it seemed to everybody enjoyed it. I don't, I don't think there was uh, anyone that, uh, you know, wasn't up and dancing at one point, but um, so, you know, it was great. And, and even the, the food as well, it kind of tapped into the American Southern heritage uh, rotating menus every mm-hmm. night, you know, plenty of options to choose from. And um, I, you know, really was blown away with what, what the crew was able to do and, and, you know, what the program they're able to put together, uh, you know, in, in such an intimate setting. Awesome. What about for you, Elizabeth? Any favorites when you're on a river cruise? Any go-to for food or? Well, uh, on the on the cruise that I was on on the Ohio River recently, uh, my favorite was the sugar cream pie. <laughs> Tell us story. about it. Sugar oh well, cream. it's just sugar cream pie. It's a well, it it's a dish they used to have in Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like a custard. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a custard, but in a pie, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of brown sugar. But it was delicious, and uh, the, so the pulled pork sandwiches and the sugar cream pie were were my <laughs> favorites. But I agree with the, the Nick. The entertainment on our ship was wonderful as well. Awesome! Thank you for sharing that. Now, um, what about the shore excursions? We talked a little bit about that and what we're seeing. You know, as we're as we're passing by or seeing the land passing by. What, what were the shore excursions or port visits like? Well, for the uh, Ohio River cruise, um, and, and speaking of all inclusives, the shore excursions are included in American okay. Queen voyages, which a lot of uh, cruise lines they're not. I think there are some shore excursions that are like extra fancy ones that you can pay extra okay. for. But but there's several shore excursions in every port that are included. Like for us, we went to Owensboro, Kentucky, and that is where the bluegrass music. Bluegrass, Bluegrass Music Hall of Fame and Museum is. Mm-hmm. And uh, why Owensboro, Kentucky? Well, that's it, Bill Monroe, the father of bluegrass, was born right near there. But it's a, they have all kinds of memorabilia about great bluegrass artists, and they have live performances. You go in and, you you know, depending on what time of day you're there, you can, you can actually hear people playing amazing bluegrass. And then another of our port stops was Louisville, Kentucky, and mm-hmm. we, there's a... Um, Kentucky Derby Museum at Churchill Downs. And they have a very interesting exhibit uh, called the Black Heritage in Racing section. Did you know that the winning jockey of the very first Kentucky Derby in 1875 was Oliver Lewis, a black man? I had no idea. And 15 of the first 28 Kentucky Derbies were won by horses with black jockeys. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. Were you aware of that, Nick? I was not. I, I was not. That. And, you know, these are great facts you learn, you know, when you get to visit these places and, and travel to them. A little bit of history. Yeah, I was uh, traveling in Kentucky. I was in Louisville, and um, I went to the, is it the Louisville Slugger Museum? Yes. <laughs> and, Nothing, yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. They showed us how they made a bat, and um, I took a ton of pictures, me with a wax uh, <laughs> picture, of <laughs> the wax figure of Babe Ruth, you know, and oh, wow. a, a few others. But it was really cool to see, and, and what a beautiful city. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and I think, uh, and, and Nick, I think you might agree that, that it's like when you when you learn those things when you're there, mm-hmm. they, they stay with you. It's not like just reading about it in a history book, you right? Know. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had the we had the pleasure of going to uh, it. And it was interesting to me because, you know, you, you think of these towns along the river and, and there are a lot of smaller towns. But, uh, you know, even those smaller towns have have just a lot to offer. And it's it it's not just all, you know, historical sites. But, you know, so I'll tell you, we went to Columbus, Kentucky was our first mm-hmm. port day. 
Uh, and we did. There was a, a, a Civil War uh, state park, the Columbus Belmont State Park. Uh, really well done uh, site uh, commemorating uh, the battle there in, in Columbus, Kentucky's contribution in, in the Civil War. And what I found most interesting is it was actually a, a garrison set up, and they still you could still see sort of the trenches where they were dug out around this this farmhouse that sort of sort served as the headquarters. So uh, it wasn't just you know looking at pictures or, or monuments. Yeah. I mean, you were actually right you know, pretty much on this battlefield, which I just found, you know, very fascinating. Uh, and, and, you know, to Elizabeth's point, you know, all of, all the tours I did were included as well in, in, in my trip. And actually in, in Columbus, we had, we had a twofer. Uh, mm -hmm. So we did the, the state park in the morning. Uh, and then we had the option to go to uh, Discovery Park of America uh, in Union City, Tennessee. And I don't, I don't know, have either of you heard of Discovery Park of America? Never. No. I had not either, and I had no idea what to expect. I think in the brochure they <laughs> undersold it, actually, because when you got there, it is it is amazing. It is a, a massive uh, natural history, science, mm -hmm. war museum. I mean, a little bit of everything there. You know, I think there was like 40 different areas with, uh, you know, different exhibits. You could see anything from space exploration mm -hmm. to the world wars to historical vehicles. And then they even had an outdoor area with, uh, you know, like log cabins wow. and, uh, you know, old time barns and things like that. So it really was an immersive uh, experience and something I would never have expected to find wow. in Union City, Tennessee. But it was it was honestly one of the highlights uh, of the trip when it comes to excursions. So it's things like that, you know, that you know you're necessarily not going to travel to these you know smaller towns or smaller mm -hmm. cities uh, on your own. But as part of as part of the the cruise, you get to experience all these great things they have to offer. You know that's amazing. It's it's hard to be aware of everything that's out there and all of the interesting, really cool places that you can see. And I think that's what's unique about travel. And when there is an itinerary or something like that put together, it's you get that opportunity to see those places you never would have known about. Now, if you were to rewrite that brochure, um, what would be the selling point? If you, if you could sell, and I could see you like smiling as you talked about it. So I know it must've been really cool. What would you say? Paint the picture for us. You know, and as I'm thinking about it, maybe <laughs> maybe they had it right on the head because it is hard to summarize. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's man, it's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, whether you're again, whether you're interested in science, natural history, uh, you know, technology, military or automotive, uh, you, there's an exhibit there. Uh, that you can check out. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they that's struggled cool. with writing it, too. But, <laughs> Something no, for everyone, cool. right? Well, that's really cool. And I saw your press release, um, I, I think, after this uh, cruise that you took, which reports on the interest um, in cruising, how it's in really increased. Can you talk about the trend a little bit and what you're seeing, Nick? Yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, AAA uh, travel has seen quite a substantial increase uh, in domestic cruising, you know, really kind of coming out of the pandemic. So uh, we know that 2022 bookings uh, are up, you know, about 25% from pre-pandemic levels, and that's only continued to increase throughout the year. So uh, again, you know, it's kind of gaining popularity, of course, mm -hmm. domestic or rather river cruising, you know, uh, you know, was always very popular for European destinations. Right. Uh, and seeing American Queen voyages expanding mm -hmm. uh, their trips and opportunities uh, domestically and even uh, more recently, Viking River Cruises announced that they're going to be sailing on the Mississippi for the first time uh, yeah. very soon. And of course, Viking is is sort of the go-to um, yeah. European cruise. So plenty of options out there for anybody interested 
uh, in finding a domestic river cruise. And, you know, I would say, too, I, you know, I have to recommend, you know, working with a trusted travel advisor simply for the fact there are so many options, right. uh, you know, you know, someone like a AAA travel advisor is going to be able to narrow it down, you know, what you might be looking for and, and, and help try to get the best availability and pricing as well. Right. I never would have known. And, and to your point, working with that travel advisor is important. Why do you think the the increase um, in the interest, why do you think that is? And I know maybe, Elizabeth, you can weigh in here. I know you've been in love with the river your whole, uh, you know, since your college days. But uh, why do you think now there's such an increase in interest? Well, I think a lot has to do with the fact that only recently has the United States stopped the requirement for you no longer have to have a negative COVID test to come back into the country. Uh. So that has kind of put a damper on people traveling overseas. And I think, you know, as that opens up, more people will travel overseas. But in the meantime, I think people, in fact, river cruising, I believe American Queen Voyages was one of the first uh, cruise operations to to start cruising again after you know that long uh-huh. period of lockdown, um, precisely because it was domestic. There was a more contr- and and you know so it's an easy destination to get to. Mm-hmm. A lot of these uh, departure ports are within driving distance of much of America, so it's an easy uh, place to get to, and and uh, it just holds so much um, I don't know so much excitement really. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It, it sounds like people were just tired of being locked up um, for for avid cruisers, probably wanting to get back out on the water and um, using that as a choice. And I know um, not having to get the no- negative COVID test on your way back in, having had quite a few of them over the pandemic, I can say it's not my most comfortable experience. It's not my favorite. <laughs> I'm seeing the look on your face tells me same. <laughs> None of us like that. No, but no. it's good to do when you need to do it. Absolutely. Well, into that point, you know, American Queen Voyages, for example, uh, still requiring uh, COVID tests prior to boarding uh, and uh, proof of vaccination. But what I can say is they make it so easy to do. Uh, it, you know, they'll set you up with a, with a COVID test, um, you know, prior to boarding in the in the hotel that's part of the package. Okay. So you go a day early. You, you go do your test. It's very, very simple, very smooth. Uh, and I, at least when I went, you know, didn't have any issues. And the good news is as well is masks are uh, optional on board. So uh, actually it was it was the week that I was there is when they moved to mask optional. And that, of course, made a lot of folks happy. Some still chose to wear it and that, mm-hmm. you know, that was fine as well. So, you know, there, there still are health and safety precautions in place to make sure that everybody has, a you know, a fun and a safe time. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it, they really make the process very painless. Yeah, that's what I experienced um, at an all-inclusive in Mexico. You know, this was still during the midst of everything, and um, we went to an all-inclusive. And what they did is they set up the testing there. It was included. Um, We didn't have to go anywhere for it. Uh, They provided us our results. Everything was made really, really simple and as comfortable as it could be for us. So I really appreciated that. And and I was willing to do it, you know, for the for the opportunity to get away and and take a vacation. Uh, So I was happy with that. So it sounds like, you know, those COVID-19 requirements are always changing. So that's the latest, right, um, with American Queen Voyages. All right. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know our, that's important for our listeners, making sure, one, that it's safe, but also um, comfortable and they're aware of what they need to do. I think our travel advisors are usually 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> check with your travel advisor, and and because they, it can vary from cruise line to cruise line, and from day to day. You know, like what time is it? Well, <laughs> so yeah, check your travel your right. your AAA travel advisor can be a big help. Awesome. Now, which U.S. river cruises are best for couples? Is there? Do you have any uh, anything to weigh in there? Okay, I I have a feeling, and then I'll be interested to hear your thought on this, Nick. Um, <laughs> I I. I American Queen voyages typically markets to an older clientele. Okay. And I think they're missing a bet because I, I, clearly you can hear from the way I've been talking, I think river cruising is extremely romantic. And mm-hmm. and my, and my Paul would agree. <laughs> my <laughs> beloved Paul would agree. We have had so many wonderful romantic evenings on, on these river boats, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just easing down the river with the moon above and the... Uh, <laughs> glistening on the the way you describe it I'm like oh it it does sound romantic and I also think um uh, and I'd like to hear Nick's opinion of this I think it would be good for families I know if I were a kid I would have more fun playing let's pretend on these boats so um I don't know Nick what do you think yeah, so I may, you know, have a little bit unique perspective. So mm-hmm. I was a solo traveler mm-hmm. uh, when I went on my on my uh, cruise, and I had a, I had a great time as a solo traveler. Traveler, as you mentioned, Elizabeth, I, I probably skewed a little bit younger uh, on the on the ship compared to some of the other passengers. But you know, you go to dinner, you, you know, they, they sit you with uh, you know with other folks on on the trip, and I made made some great friends, a couple from Connecticut and a, mm-hmm. a couple from Florida, and by by the you know third night we were you know singing at the bar together after <laughs> dinner so uh it, you know it really is whether you're you're going solo or as as a couple which of course there were there were you know majority of couples on uh, on my trip you know you really can find you know something for everyone and to Liz- elizabeth's point i think you know some of these excursions uh you know would be great for kids uh particularly right. the you know the history part and as mm-hmm. well as you know even like that that discovery park i mentioned i mean that's that's geared toward toward kids in general. So, um, you know, I think no matter no matter your situation, uh, you know, solo couple or, or a family, uh, the river cruises certainly have something to offer. You know, that is interesting. You said that about the um, being a solo traveler, and I'm thinking, you know, on a ship uh, with. Uh, a much smaller passenger load. It's it's probably a lot more intimate and easier to connect with people and then reconnect with them during your your excursions or your time together. So that's really cool. I know I like to have somebody by my side traveling. I flew um, by myself to um, India and I was like, oh, I really wish I had somebody with me because it was such a long uh, trip. I mean, I met uh, friends and, and their family when I got there, but just flying there, I, I wish I had had somebody by my side. Um, and of course, you know, you're on an airline. They've got their people. <laughs> I did get some some rest, though. Now, finally, let's hear your tips for listeners who might be considering a U.S. River cruise. And and uh, Elizabeth, let's hear from you as as somebody who's been a lot, but also Nick. I'd love to hear your tips as a first timer. Uh, well, I, I, we've already mentioned uh, book through your AAA travel advisor, uh, but also book early because I think these cruises are filling up fast, and. Consider different. Consider some of the less famous rivers. I think you know the the uh, Lower Mississippi is maybe the most popular route, mm-hmm. but I would love to explore. Like <clears throat> they have river cruises on the uh, Cumberland River and the uh, Tennessee River. So, and then my other tip is 
bring binoculars so you oh. can put, you know, when you're going by that little town, you can see the woman fishing by the riverside and stuff like that. Oh, that's really cool and adds to the romance, right? And and yep. Nick, for you. Yeah, I think Elizabeth uh, nailed it, especially the binoculars. I'm glad she brought that up because I there were definitely times I wish I had some. And you know, with that, maybe bring bring your your, your big uh, camera if you can. You know, there's plenty of of opportunities for great photos, amazing sunsets, uh, of course, mm-hmm. on the river. Um, but yeah, I would I would say if you're interested, there there are a lot of options, and it certainly can be overwhelming. And you know, the number of tours that even American Queen offers. So, uh, you know, certainly talk with your travel advisor. They're going to be able to help you uh, narrow down your selection. And certainly, uh, I would just reiterate book early because like we talked about earlier, uh, domestic river cruising uh, demand for that has has really shot up in the last year. So, uh, you know, make sure you're you're getting in early to get the best availability. Yeah, I think uh, Viking really, really knew their stuff when they started U.S. river cruising. They must have seen that this would be um, an increased trend in in this type of travel. So I just want to thank you both. We're coming here to the end of our show. Nick and Elizabeth, thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your perspective and your your experience from river cruising. It's been a pleasure. Glad to be here. Thank you. And also thank you to our listeners for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor. Check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herondine. Thank you for traveling with AAA.